I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. I think that I'm Jesse Katz, but I kind of <laughs> don't know who I am anymore in this post-Grammy world. I think I'm Dara Golub. I think I do know that. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't have an all-nighter, couple all-nighters for Grammy life. Yeah, life has been weekend. pretty intense at Billboard. We yeah. did a two-and-a-half-hour live stream pre-show leading up to the ceremony on Sunday. It was very well done. Yeah? Yeah. I saw I, you, you tweeted a nice little tweet about it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I turned it on just to like support and check it yeah. out, but then I was pretty hooked. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we had amazing panelists on, mm-hmm. like our our smartest editors here at billboard and vibe kind of giving their predictions and their hot takes on the year and our billboard news hosts kevin and chelsea were both here chelsea was in from la which was fun and uh nice throwing it to the red carpet through to the red carpet keith and desiree were there talking to all the stars and yeah we were all really happy with how it turned out we were happier with our show than the actual show (laughs) yeah when when Bruno yeah. won those big categories at the wow. end, we were all kind of that was, crying. That was amazing, huh? Amazing. Amazing, crazy. Yeah. Like surprising. Surprising. Um yeah. Our editors didn't didn't guess correctly uh all the way through. No one saw that coming. I don't know. People love Bruno Mars, so I'm happy for people who who are happy about it, but it was I don't Well, know, what are their reactions tough. now? I mean, is there a way to to even understand? things or is it just you know we will never know i don't know you know it's like then you start saying well what is the recording academy and who's voting and who gives a shit let's just move on let's all just enjoy the music that we enjoy it's all good (laughs) the the thing that we're kind of all on board with right now is this thing that neil portnow said which uh, hopefully he was just so tired and this came out wrong but the the quote is terrible that women need to step up in order to be uh, recognized more at the Grammys. Yes. Yeah. So that was a tough one. Um, you know, we talk to women in here nearly every day and they're stepping up. They've stepped up and they've been stepping up since the since beginning, the of, beginning time. of time. Right. So that's it's, a, that's a, everyone else needs to comment. step up now because we're, he- we're here. We're waiting for the rest yeah. of the world to catch up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes, today's episode... <laughs> Is with Brandi Clark, who is no stranger to Grammy nominations. She has a bunch of them. She started being nominated when she was a songwriter, writing for some of the biggest names in country music. And now she's an amazing artist, solo artist, singer as well, um, continuing to write awesome songs. And she's also uh, an out and proud queer lady. And she she doesn't... um, 
how do I say this? She doesn't talk a lot about her sexuality usually in press and stuff. She's um, kind of happy to just be out, and that's that's all that she kind of has to say about it. But she did indulge us in asking her a little bit more about what that's like being in the country space and what it would take for her to maybe get a little more political, um, respond a little bit more to, to what's happening in the White House, et cetera. And we had a really interesting chat about that. It was very uh, grateful that she was willing to go there with us um, and also yeah just talked about how the hell she became such a prolific songwriter she's one of those that just seems to have this golden touch and she's uh she was just a really dope woman I like this episode anything else to add Dee you said it all okay yeah <laughs> well now we'll let Brandy say the rest Brandy Clark on Soul Sisters Well, we're talking Grammys with someone who knows about the Grammys, Brandy Clark. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I kind of want to keep talking about this. We were just talking about how the Grammys are in New York this year for the first time in a long time. Um, and yeah, we're curious to see if it feels any different for the people attending. I think it'll feel way different for the people attending. Now, yeah. the people watching, it won't feel any different, I don't think. Right. But I was saying before we were on, um, before we were on camera yeah. that... I always, I've only been going to the Grammys for the last five or six years, uh-huh. and I live in Nashville, and it's right. always cold this time of year, and the Grammys to me are that time when you get to go to yeah. L.A., and it's nice, <laughs> and totally, I know, get a little right? sun and a little warm. I know, so, all, the, all the East Coasters it. this year are like, what the hell? <laughs> right. Like, you know, a lot of our colleagues usually get to fly out to L.A. for a week and have a nice little vacation mm-hmm. right after the holidays, but... Not this year. Yeah, yeah it, but it is special since it's... I, I, I heard that the first Grammys were held in New York, and since it's the 60th, that's why they're having them here. There you go. Here. That's good Grammy now, trivia, I, Brandy, I don't know. I, I could be wrong on that trivia. I love that. This could be that game where you make... What is that? Where you make up things? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, What's like Balderdash. Balderdash, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I would win Grammy that Balderdash. Right yeah. I like it. Yeah. We've been looking for games to work into our live streams. So oh, there we, we go. Little that one. I'm going to bring this to the creative meeting after this. Yeah. You know a great uh, game, a great Grammy uh, trivia. Trivia, yes, thank you. Would be artists that haven't won Grammys because that you think oh. of course yeah, would have. most nominated artists who haven't won. Because mm-hmm. I looked that, I, I don't know why I looked that up a couple of years ago, but I did, and it, it's it's astonishing. Yeah. That, yeah. Like Katy Perry, I want to say nominated maybe 16 times. That's number oh, one. Wow. Yeah, something right. crazy like that. Right, right, right. I wonder who has the most nominations with no wins. Yeah. It might be her. Yeah. I, for some reason, her name strikes me as the top, near the top of the list. Yeah. At the top, yeah. It, she's like the, uh, who is it? The soap opera actress? Susan Lucci. Thank you. Yes. Su- the Susan Wait, Lucci. So nominated music. and never yeah. won? Yeah. She or finally did. She did. Finally, yeah. 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 But she, she had did. like this crazy streak of mm-hmm. just years and years and years and years. Anyway, um, yeah, so so you're not attending the Grammys this year. You have a break. Yeah. <laughs> You've also had a nice streak yeah. of being nominated and going and doing all the things. Oh, it's so fun, you know, and um, it it's always a really it's always a big honor to be nominated. And and, um, I, you know, I've been nominated several times. I hope I'm nominated again and hopefully I'll win one one day. But you seem to have pretty good luck with it. So, it's, you know, I'm, I feel fortunate that that the the Grammy board, the Grammy voting consensus seems uh-huh. to like what I do. And yeah. Um, and it's almost like the second you decided to strike out as an artist, not just a songwriter. They were like, OK, Grammy nominations. <laughs> 
We I like, but you had your Grammy nods for for your songwriting for as well. Songwriting. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, but there seemed to be no just no. in terms of Grammys, no rough transition. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know I, I've been very fortunate in that way. I was nominated as a songwriter for Mama's Broken Heart. Right. Um, with and you know I have to admit, I mean I I always watched the Grammys. Uh-huh. Um, but that was a world I didn't know much about the way I did about like the CMAs, like the country oh, music association. Okay. And, um, but I definitely, not that I haven't been shown love from the CMAs, but the Grammys right. decided, you know, I was their girl and that yeah. was really nice because uh-huh. I had that, that, uh, first nomination. And then I remember being out there that year and wow, this is so great. And, you know, all of music, not just country music. Uh-huh. And, and, um, I remember someone saying, well, you'll be nominated next year too. And I said, oh, well, I, I hope so. Well, no, because your record will be nominated, you know, because I and <laughs> right. I was just like, oh, wow. Because oh, at the yeah. time I had just released uh, 12 stories. It was on an independent label. Right. It was getting a lot of good press, but I didn't think it would be nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. yeah. And then boom. And then I was nominated for Best New Artist at that same year. Right. And yeah. I definitely felt like, wow, these Grammy people like me. Who, <laughs> who are they? I yeah, want to send them some their hands. whiskey for Christmas. Yeah, or oh, something. There you go. Yeah. That's better than a handshake. Yeah. Um, did Was it funny when you were nominated for Best New Artist? And I'm assuming doing tons of press on that to I, I'm sure that people were addressing you as if you were new on the scene mm-hmm. often, but you actually were a veteran already by then. Yeah. You know, I've been new several times. Yeah. <laughs> Reborn. I, yeah. I guess that's a I, gift. I guess yeah. that is a gift, you yeah. know, because, yeah, I was a songwriter for years. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it took me, you know, over a decade to have a hit as a songwriter, like it does most people. Right. Um, and then I th- I had given up on the idea of being an artist on any sort of a major level or, uh-huh. because, you know, I just thought, well, that chance has passed me by. And if it didn't happen, it's not going to happen. But that and was the original totally. goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I honestly think most, um, I don't know what it's like in L.A. or New York, but most songwriters in Nashville moved to Nashville to be artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you say? Yeah, I would say the majority. But it's also a place where songwriters go. Like, if you Completely. want to be a songwriter, yeah, yeah, that's the place. I think what happens a lot is is a lot. I mean, I can tell you, most of the people that I write with that are professional songwriters, they wanted to be artists at some point, mm-hmm. or were. You know, we're on a label and right. it just didn't work out. Or I think what happens a lot of times is. Um, you know, if you're an artist, I think you have a, a real identity in what you want to say. And a lot of really great songwriters and great singers oftentimes get record deals and make a record where there's 10 different artists because right. they're <laughs> such a versatile songwriter uh-huh. and can't really have a, they don't really have a real strong single point of view. And a lot of times those people, their artist career doesn't work out, but they end up being the most successful songwriters, yeah. you know, because <laughs> versatility really helps in that field. And so I was doing that for for you know a long time and then some uh, a management company heard some of my demos mm-hmm. and approached me about would I want to work with them would would I want to make a record and at first I kind of thought somebody was pulling my leg um <laughs> but they weren't and <laughs> so that was how 12 stories happened okay does um does being a songwriter and with the idea that you're going to give these songs over to a different artist allow you to write about topics and and tackle things that may be um, less personal and not have to worry about it being such an intimate thing, revealing thing of yourself. Whereas when you're working as your own artist and putting your own stuff together, you feel like you have to mine something a little bit more vulnerable or something. That's a great question. Um, 
you know, it's always been one and the same for me. Unless I'm I was going to say, I would answer no for you. Yeah. Uh, because you sing a lot of songs that sound like they're stories of other people. I always go back to my philosophy on songwriting is it comes down to one line in a song. Mm. And it was a Johnny Cash song. And he said, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. I always tell people. <laughs> Johnny Cash did not shoot a man in Reno because <laughs> there, there are people and there are artists. I remember when I was when I was working as a staff songwriter trying to get other people to cut my songs. They wouldn't cut. They wouldn't cut a song if they hadn't lived it. And that would frustrate mm. me because I think great art is dramatic. Yeah. And it's and it is real life. But sometimes it's I mean, every every song I've written that has risen up mm -hmm. that people have paid attention to. There was some grain of truth in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's my grain of truth. Sometimes it's someone else's. But there's always a grain of truth, I think, for me in anything that, that does well. And by does well, I mean just resonates with people. You sure. Know? Um, and so for me, it is one and the same. I do think there are writers who are really good at, like, so-and-so's making a record next week. And they can they can write for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never been good at that. I, I've always done best to just try to write the best song. And I feel like... If it doesn't move me, it's not going to move anyone else. And if it does move me, it might move two million other people. You know, that's just mm -hmm. kind of the way, the way, the way it works for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you do a lot of things well. You can tell very specific stories about specific characters, like it, mm -hmm. like it's a short story. Yep. You know, you Thank also you. have these lines like. You'd stay just long enough to leave me again, which kills me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is like s such a universal feeling that you have just found. Just still been such a concise. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, thank you. So I feel like you definitely you can straddle both sides of that. You know, you can like like dream up a character and, and, and paint their life. And it's a very specific thing and it's still relatable, but it's, it's like a very kind of unique picture that you're painting. And then you can be just totally, uh, just emotionally universal. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I think for me, and that was from the song, um, you can come, come over, over yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, that I wrote that song with, uh, Mark Narmore and Jesse Joe Dillon. And that actually came to me, Jesse Joe, who I write with a lot, uh -huh. her and her boyfriend had broken up and, she said to me, you know, I don't want to be there when he comes and gets his stuff. And she had broken up with him. It wasn't like a, mm. I mean, it was hurtful to her, but yeah. she wasn't the one hanging on. Right. She said, because I know that he's going to come in and he's going to smoke. And if he smokes, then, you know, like it was this whole, yeah. whole chain of things. And so I think for me, and, you know, I wasn't the only person writing that song. But what helped me in that song and what always helps me in, mm -hmm. in songs is to imagine the furniture Mm. So I had Jesse Jesse Joe's apartment in my head uh -huh. when we were writing that, and I think you know a lot of times for me with a song, it takes place in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of mm -hmm. life is lived in a kitchen. Yeah. You know, so if I can picture that kitchen or that hotel room or wherever it is, then I can get inside those characters. In you know, it because I also think people aren't all that different. Uh -huh. yep. You know whether it's race or religion or the neighborhood you live in, we're all the same when you break us down mm. to our, our hearts. Um, but, yeah. but if I can picture those other, the furniture. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so interesting. I was going to ask about if you had like tips or, or tricks to get in the right place, to get a story going, get a song going, because that for 
you know, different artists experience it differently. That's really the magic of it is like coming up with the song. And when it's somewhat of a job in a way that it, you know, was for you and you were more mm-hmm. just songwriting. Um, I wonder if you had developed a way of just getting there, you know, mm-hmm. like, OK, I need to sit down and I need to do it. But being so specific about having the image in your head of a place and a, a the furniture, that's mm-hmm. a great. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think, too, um, what's always helped me is I've, uh, I I go about songwriting pretty disciplined. Mm. And it's a little harder, what's well, a lot harder being on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, even in that, I try to like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour or two hours or three hours if it's in the day to just write and sit down and make myself write. Now, early on when I was a staff songwriter, you know, I would come in and treat it like it was a, a punch in punch out right. sort of job mm-hmm. and there are good and bad things to that I mean the good thing is you really do get that discipline you know the bad thing I think is sometimes in doing that you just you are just writing songs and the world right. doesn't really need more songs <laughs> it needs more great songs yeah. you know yeah. and so what I started to do after I learned how to write songs and I'm always I'm still learning how to write songs I don't want to sound like I have figured it out <laughs> uh, that's part of the draw of be- writing songs is there is no figuring it out yeah. but I try to find ideas and characters that inspire me you know so if mm. I'm not if I don't have that great idea and I'm not sitting down with someone else who might have a great idea you know, I'll make myself go to the library and read and mm. do things or drive around and listen to music or listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, language tends to spark ideas for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, that that's how I would get into it. And, and I'd, I I want to care about my characters. Mm-hmm. If I care about them, and I love a flawed character, mm-hmm. you know. I saw um, years ago, I remember Showtime the the network uh-huh. they were they were they were creating their network around shows that had a centrally flawed character uh-huh. and I thought that is so amazing yeah and I, because we're all flawed characters right and so to me it's like painting that picture painting it real like mm-hmm. where it's not all glossy mm-hmm. but where you can sympathize with somebody that's in a tough spot yeah and country music in general is big on in the details mm-hmm. of a person and where they are and what the room looks mm-hmm. like and things like that. I think that's a, yeah, it, it really puts you in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be intentional about um, keeping people in your life or observing <laughs> people that are material for your songs as you become more and more successful? Like, like keeping them out, like personal life stuff? No, I mean, like, like if you're like writing about a waitress, mm-hmm. for example, you know, not that you don't encounter waitresses anymore, but I just mean to like to really be in a lived in life where you're encountering people from all walks of life so that you can be able to write about them. Do you have to be more intentional about mm-hmm. that? So you're not just because I imagine it would be easy to kind of be in a bubble. Would you write about us? Well, I'm really <laughs> like, <laughs> you this know. is your experience. Yeah. Like, you mean this, your experience is changing? I just mean like the more successful you become, the more kind of isolated sometimes you can get from things that you would like to write about. Right. I get that. Um, I don't run into that. I mean, I have some crazy friends. Okay. You know, and and (laughs) a lot of them have been really like um, keeping it real for you. Yeah. I mean, and I'm. I mean, I've got my own kind of crazy too. I hope you're living your life too. But um, but I have friends that I've had forever. Yeah. And I draw a lot on them, and and they kind of like it. Mm. You know, they kind of revel in it. Like immortalized. My best friend. I've written a lot of songs that were inspired by her family. Okay. And um, they're from Florida. 
and you uh, know I think Florida is the craziest state in the nation and I love Florida it, I it say that like, there's no but it I contains so many contradictions yes. it's fascinating yeah. and so I never get too far from that uh-huh. and and I am so drawn to characters I've never been I'm really fortunate um in that I've always had a diverse group of friends around me. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are just friends with people in the music business. Right. And that'd be the same if they were working in the car business. You know, they just right. are friends yeah. with the people that they directly work with. Yeah. yeah. I Most of my friends aren't mm. in it. I mean, a few are, but... So, I mean, they're old friends or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Old friends. And, um, and even the newer friends I make, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so... So the the in the you know a real corner turner for me uh-huh. honestly was when I I used to write so I think it's real easy when you're in a in a community that's really um tight like the songwriting community and and where everybody is like living for songs and trying to write better songs yeah. and for a long time I wrote songs and I realized trying to impress other songwriters mm-hmm. and publishers and one day I was um, driving in to write songs and I went through the bank and the girl that was helping me, the teller, I thought, man, I wonder what she would write if she were a songwriter. Mm. And that really changed things for me. And I started to look, instead of um, trying to impress other songwriters, trying to write something that someone who isn't a songwriter would say mm-hmm. and that they that they can hear. Yeah, that's cool. You know, because I'm playing the, uh, the City Winery tonight. The, most of the people that are going to be there mm-hmm. aren't songwriters. Right. <laughs> you know, they're just looking for an escape uh-huh. or to feel a little less alone in whatever it is they're going through. Yeah. And I feel like that's my job as a songwriter and artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Did you move to Nashville for school? Is that what brought well, you there? Well, I moved to Nashville for the music business. Okay. But I really had it in my head that I needed to finish college because uh-huh. I had put in so much into it. And so I, I did. I finished so college So you started college somewhere else? Yeah. Okay. And I was, you know, I was two, three years into college when mm-hmm. I moved. I had to go another three years because, <laughs> you know, when you start transferring around, yeah. you I was on a quarter system and then went to a semester <laughs> system and <laughs> lost a lot of credits. But I always said, you know, it's the one thing that can't be repossessed. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, in Belmont, it seems like, uh, of course you would have studied at Belmont. Yeah. Not like that, the home of great songwriting. It, it is. And, you know, crazy enough, I, I found Belmont through, there was this... Um, TV show on TNN um, years ago, and it was it was Crook and Chase, uh-huh. um, and Trisha Yearwood was on there, and she <laughs> said she had gone to Belmont, and I <laughs> thought, well, then I've got to wow. go to Belmont. Have you gotten to tell her that? No, I. You know oh, what? I've met should. her. I should tell you her should. that. Yeah. Um, but she, she changed the course of your, right. of your life. Yeah, That's because huge. I think I thought, oh, I can go to college and do this. Yeah. And, and it was real intriguing to me to go to a, a university that had a music business program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and a fun fact here. Yeah. I tried to get into the music department, and uh-huh. I was denied twice. Really? Yeah. <laughs> into the. Don't into you love that now? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet revenge. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, don't you ask me to come speak yeah. to that yeah. music department? No. No, I'm That's just so funny. No, it was a good. It was a good motivator. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You yeah. know, and yeah. it also made me major in music business, which was probably more helpful to me yeah. than a music degree would have been. Um, and I took music classes and mm-hmm. and you know have a pretty good knowledge of music. Um, but you know, songwriting I think is so. You, I mean, I learned a lot from from the few things I took courses and seminars Mm -hmm. but it's it's an instinct thing you know and it is figuring out your own way and yeah yeah. was there much in the music business um 
education part that you would say like still pertains today? <laughs> Does <laughs> any of it carry Does, well, Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, I guess get a lawyer. Yeah. You know, right. you you learn that, like get a lawyer. Yeah. I remember my, um, my, I had to take music management course. Uh-huh. And my emphasis was actually in music management. And uh, I remember our teacher saying, this is a record contract. In the first page, they'll tell you what they're going to give you. In the next 250 pages, they're going to tell you how they're going to take it away. <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah. So I, I don't, you know, I think more than anything, I just got to be around like-minded people mm-hmm, who yeah. wanted to do the same thing and and you know more than anything I think college unless you end up being a doctor or a lawyer or something that really requires the knowledge you get there I think you learn you know tolerance for people that that you didn't grow up around because mm-hmm. I grew up in a really small town and everybody was kind of like me and you know I went to college and you're getting people from everywhere and it proves to a potential employer that you can stick with something. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say for four years, in my case, six. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. How are you feeling about the music industry right now? <laughs> are you feeling comfortable? Are you scared? Well, you know, it is a scary time. Yeah. With streaming and right. figuring out how songwriters are going to get paid. Yeah. Does um, that give you more motivation to go on the road like you're doing oh, yeah. this year? Yeah. yeah. I mean. I I feel differently about streaming. I mean, I have to. I can I can argue both sides of it. Yeah, right. Because sure. as a songwriter, you know, somebody's stealing from us. Right. Now, as an artist, you see the places where you stream the most. Mm. You sell the most tickets. Uh, you know, okay. it's it's yeah. a good tool. Yeah. For artists, and and I also try to look at it. I mean, I love Netflix. Uh huh. You know, and. I think about I I, re, I resisted even looking at Spotify for a long time, uh, and then one night I was actually out doing a radio tour, and we were driving back to Nashville really late, and uh-huh. and the the radio rep said to me, "Hey, could you play DJ on my phone and keep me awake?" <laughs> and he handed it to me, and it was Spotify. <laughs> and You're I, like, oh, here we I'd go. never seen it. And why I, were you so resistant to even? using it because as a songwriter is the devil mm-hmm. you know because you just don't get paid what you know some a song will stream i mean i'm gonna get this wrong but you know 20 million times mm-hmm. and a songwriter will make pennies off of mm-hmm. it whereas on radio play terrestrial radio play you know you you get something that's played that much you're making a, a lot more money yeah um and and mo- contrary to popular belief most songwriters aren't living in mansions you know, right. they're they're just like trying to support their family, yeah. doing something they love and working really hard at it. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, most of them aren't sleeping in till noon and mm-hmm. just yeah. writing when the inspiration hits them. So I had resisted it for that reason. But he handed me his phone and I started going through things and it would take me to something like, oh, if you like this, you might like that. And I thought, wow, if I were just a consumer, yeah. the way I am when I watch my television and movies, right. I would never probably purchase anything again right and so to me it's just about figuring out how to get people paid fairly totally and do you have a different experience as an artist now too yeah I mean as an artist you know you want to be on those playlists and and definitely Mm -hmm. it, it helps expose your music and and like I said you know they they broke down when I was working my last single, they, they broke down the places in the country that had streamed me the most. Mm. And those were the places where I sold tickets the fastest. Yeah. yeah. Were they the places that you expected? 
Some of them, you know. What were the surprises? Sorry. Well, I mean, I do well in the cities. Okay. Which kind of surprised me because I think mm. of myself as being very country. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I do well like New York, Chicago, Houston, um, Atlanta. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, the cities. That was surprising to me. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that mean? It means that you appeal to city and country, right? Well, you know, I think it means, what I've been told it means is that <laughs> that that my music is a little smart. Mm, Maybe yeah, too like smart. And I'm not going to say too smart for the country because I grew up in the country, way in the country. Right. And I don't think people in the city are smarter than people in the country. Right. So that's a tough one for me <laughs> to... Um, You're not quite on board with that yeah. analysis. You know, maybe um, I definitely um, resonate with like an NPR crowd. Yeah, I, it's I, not pure... It's yeah. not, you know, there's yeah. country and then there's it's you know sort of country rock somebody said to me a long time ago and this kills me because i i have so many drinking songs like there's drinking man's music and there's thinking man's music <laughs> you are thinking man's music and so um, yeah thinking man's music that's about drinking sometimes right, right. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and i do you know i think i think maybe people in the city and i'll say this about when i tour over in the uk and europe mm-hmm. people who like to s- seek out music tend to find me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. I want to ask you about something interesting that you have said, because I was wondering this uh, about you. And then I found you addressed this in an interview, but I'm a little incredulous about it. So you said that I'm paraphrasing. You've never really felt pushback from the country audience for being an out artist Mm -hmm. that's really true and if that's true is that because you're selective about like reading comments from fans or people on the internet or is that because you're like insulating yourself a little bit or you really think things have changed that much well you know some of it's probably the the other artists i've toured with okay you know um uh, but I've never felt that. I really haven't. Yeah. I've never had anybody sling any hate at me uh-huh. that I know. Uh-huh. And um and I mean I I'm not I'm not on the I'm not online every day. Yeah. You know, right. I try to give myself a break from it. But I see it enough that that would that would come at me. And I've yeah. had people hate on me for other things. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. Um I think I've been really lucky. I mean a to be out at the time at this time mm-hmm. you know there are people who came before me that were and it probably wasn't as easy yeah mm-hmm. now i'm sure that there are probably people with prejudice 
towards me, but they don't come to my shows. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. And maybe if I was like Dixie Chick status, maybe if I was You know, playing, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. because you're not, you don't tend to be overtly political. Right. You know, in oh, the way. And like, when I said Dixie Chick status, I mean like playing Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, got like, it. Like, I was thinking like Dixie Chick's coming out against George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the community was like, ah, hang on a second. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, for that. I tend to keep my politics to myself because yeah. I know I have so many fans and I know a lot of my fans. Like I've, I've been fortunate enough to 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 meet a lot of people and and I'm lucky. I have great fans, mm-hmm. but I know that they don't all see things the same way I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to alienate somebody by yeah. coming out real hard on something. Do you think there would ever be a tipping point for you on that, though? Where you feel like, I just have to speak up about this? Oh. Even if I do alienate some fans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you're getting there? (laughs) Like, the time might be coming. You say it as if you have an idea of what. Well, I would have a real hard time. You know, even though I don't feel, I don't, like, throw my sexuality in Mm -hmm. people's faces, but if, if gay and lesbians started to become if some of our rights were taken away or people were being real oppressed i would definitely stand up yeah you know i yeah. wouldn't be quiet then right and there's right. a difference in you could in standing up as as you are this artist but versus putting it into the music mm-hmm. where like people can come to your shows and know and you could your fans will know that you're they're just going to get this entertainment versus you know there's the, the whole public persona that comes along with this is, is an interesting thing to navigate as well, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think just personally, like, just being open about who you are is huge. I feel yeah. like you've already done so much just by doing that. Just, yeah. like, live your life and, you know, and I understand people who aren't out, you know, mm-hmm. there's a million reasons for people still not to want to come out, you mm-hmm. know, but... um. Yeah, I you know you can choose to be as vocal or as specific about issues as you want, but uh, you know I think it's awesome that you have also just been like, well, this is who I am, and I'm also just gonna sing my music now. Right. You know, well, yeah. and I think for me that that was a timing thing. You know, yeah. by the time I had the opportunity to make a record, I was out of the closet, and mm-hmm. anybody who comes out of the closet does not go back in it. Right. It's yeah. a terrible <laughs> place, you know. Yeah. yeah, and so that was just already known. And I was really fortunate that I had people around me, management label, mm-hmm. that were just like, it's just about the music. Right. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't, you know, your sexuality is a part of you, but your music stands on its own. Yeah. And, and um, so I've been really fortunate that way. And I also think that's probably part of why I haven't had a lot of backlash or hate slung at me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes, I mean... It wasn't before it, you. There wasn't it, a before and after, right? Right. Yeah. And, and had it happened earlier for me, mm-hmm. you know, I pro- I was so scared. I probably would have done anything to seem like I was straight. Mm. And so then, then I think people get mad because they feel lied to. Mm. Yeah. You know, that is yeah. That can be definitely a part of the yeah not, not being ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Does Nashville feel like an embracing, open-hearted, open-minded place in this way? It does, but it's a little bastion. Once again, I've also kind of been in a bubble. My <laughs> first publisher was gay, so okay. that was just like the yeah. norm. Mm. And um, and you know, one of my uh, one of my great collaborators is Shane McAnally, who was very out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And when I met him, I was out of the closet, and we were just kind of these out of the closet <laughs> people together. <laughs> and um, and so, you know. Five years before that, it might have been different. Or had I had a publisher that was different than the one I had? You know, yeah. I yeah. I've just always, but I think that's part partly that's me. 
Right. Gravitating, gravitating toward. To yeah. I don't care to be around somebody who hates me for yeah. something I can't cho- change <laughs> yeah, or you choose. You have some self-respect. I yeah. think that's healthy. I have no. There. I don't want it. Look. <laughs> I mean. There are certain opinions I can't change, and people yeah. are, are totally. It's fine for people to have their opinion, but I'm not gonna. You don't need yeah. to be yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, you are gonna be playing, I think, some this year with one of my personal little heroes, which is Maggie Rose. She oh, was one yeah. of the first guests we ever had on this show. Was actually. she really? Yeah. And she, she, I remember she just told such an inspiring story about all the crap that she went through when she first went down to Nashville and trying to find herself and she's mm-hmm. become a real awesome artist oh she's fabulous so i think that's a great pairing you two yeah like i'm that. excited for her to come out and yeah. and i've known her i mean i've never known her well but uh-huh. i wrote i wrote i wrote with her um and had a had a song on a record she did a couple of records back mm-hmm. um and she was a great artist then but she's really seemed to come into her own and really have found her own voice yeah so how many months are you going to be on tour now for <laughs> A lot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm on tour more than I'm not, and I'm going to yeah. make a record this year. So Oof. I'll take How some do months you do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always writing. Yeah. And, um, it, but I'll take a couple months off to actually make a record. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I won't, so I won't tour as much this year as I did last year. Uh huh. But I like being on the road. It inspires me yeah. and it reminds me of why we write songs. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had a show last night. It's the first show I've had in about six weeks. Okay. And um, and it's like you get you, the, the reason why any of us do this. It's not to it's not to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even to write those songs because that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's for that love you get back mm. when you're on stage. Yeah. And you get that as a songwriter when you hear your song on the radio uh-huh. or when you go and see your song performed. Yeah. That's why we that's why we do it. And. So for me, being out on the road, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So that album will be coming out next year or this year? Or I don't know. I okay. mean, I would guess late this year or early yeah. next year. And look, cool. that's 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 in my perfect world. You know, yeah. labels yeah, always yeah. have schedules. <laughs> right. And, you know, they put you in where they can put you in. But I'll, I'll be making a record this year. Okay. I'm, I'm real confident in that. That's awesome. exciting. Yeah. Are all those songs written? I don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like for me, I always find a centerpiece uh-huh. and then build around it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like there were songs on Big Day in a small town that were written before 12 stories, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they just didn't fit with the con- with the theme of 12 stories. Right. So for me, you know, you get a song and you don't even necessarily know it's the centerpiece at first, but uh-huh. it just starts to stick. Yeah. And things start to stick to it. Uh-huh. And then you have this nucleus and you build around it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the centerpiece? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know yet. Okay. You know, I mean, some of them, like, I didn't know with 12 stories what the centerpiece was. Yeah. Um, and that cha- that also can change. You know, what you think. Going in, we felt like it was pray to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was done, I felt like it was um, take a little pill. Uh-huh. And now I feel like it's hold my hand. You yeah. know? It's um, an evolution. Yeah. yeah. And with Big Day in a Small Town, the day that we wrote Big Day in a Small Town, I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I want to make a record called Big Day in a Small Town. Yeah. You know? That's good. So sometimes it's that obvious. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, this is, a, this is a different beast of a record for me because I have been on the road a lot. Um, I feel like that... That, that that I have less in the can, mm-hmm. you know. I do feel like I'm writing more towards a record than I ever have. Oh, okay. Have, um, I still don't try to get the, in that mindset because I do best to just write great songs. Yeah, or try, not, they're not all great, but to try. I'm to the write. best at writing great songs. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't ever quote <laughs> me say that. Um, I try to write something great. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like, you know, with this record, it's just, it's, it's, it's going to come together differently. And, and I think that, you know, there might be more newer things on it than older things. Okay. And that's exciting and scary yeah, right. at the same time. Cause, yeah. cause I always like to be able to live with something mm-hmm. a long time, but mm-hmm. I've been involved in records as a songwriter that were great that were written, all of it written in a very short period of time. And when I look at my records, even though I had been writing for 12 stories my whole life, not yeah. knowing it, the majority of those songs were written in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there becomes this synergy. Yeah, and just ride that feeling. Yeah, and, and I didn't even know it when it was going on. Uh-huh. But then when we sat down, those songs rose up. Uh-huh. And then there were things that were a lot older that ended up on the record. Uh-huh. But really the majority of that was written in a short period of time. Yeah. Cool. Well, can't wait to hear whatever comes no. next. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> excited to write it. Yeah. Right. Sing it. Hear yeah. It. yeah. It's cool. Be. All right. Well, good luck with all the touring. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for sitting down with me. Thank no, of you. course. This is an honor. Yes. Yeah. Um, and enjoy not going to the Grammys this year. Well, Chill I mean, look, it's not that I enjoy not going to the Grammys. I, I, w- I always wish I was nominated. Some <laughs> years you just don't have a record in. Yeah, I know them. that. I mean, I <laughs> think they should have made a special award for me. Honestly. Right. A special nomination. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I hope to get back there. And um, and if I wasn't going to be playing in Boston that night, I'd probably figure out a reason to stay here and go. Yeah, yeah. I think I you might that. tune in. Well, I'll be on stage. Time. Yeah. I'm sure I'll record it. I, I mean, the Grammys are super long this year, so it, it'll probably longer go longer than, usual? than your show. Longer than usual? <laughs> I think they added another half hour to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you might be able to sneak in a little. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, in, and I hate to admit this, but, you know, you, you really want to go and, like yeah. last year, I was fortunate to be in like the fourth or fifth row, not too shabby. which is really nice. <laughs> but I always end up leaving before it's over. Yeah. Why? Yes. Well, because if you're not most of the nominations, most of the awards are handed out in the pretail. Right. And that starts at like noon. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like 70 awards or yes. something that go out before. I really yeah. think there's 83. Yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah. There I think it's 83. It's something crazy like that. But, you know, so if you're if you're there by noon. What? And they have a red carpet for that too. The red so, carpet is legit, like seven hours long. For yeah, the really. It's well, now crazy. they're two oh different ones, though. Okay. Now I've been on that big one. Yeah. When when I've performed on the show, uh-huh. but there's also another smaller one for the. Pr- well, wait. No, maybe it's the I same think thing. It might be the same. I part think you're. Of it. Don't listen to it's me. Probably just fewer reporters yeah. on it in the first few hours. So you're there. So you get there, dude. Oh so God. you've been in hair and makeup for at least two hours before that. So by the time. You, the actual show no, starts. You're dead. You're you've done. Been, yeah. you're like, you've been what? in heels for a long time. Yeah. You're hungry. And exactly. You're punchy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd just be hangry. The yeah. Totally. So yeah. I always go and then try to get back to the room yeah. before the show starts. Because on the West Coast, mm, such when a they're pro. there, yeah. We should do a whole video just Brandy's Grammy tips yeah, for tips, how to survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you a few. Tri- tips and trivia. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Brandy. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. We'll, we'll ho- hopefully see you again when there's a new album out. You can come yes. tell us about it. I would love that. All right, let's do that. It'd be too easy to throw open that door and go where we've gone too many times before. You stay just Come over 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.